Hello, this is Merritt Robinson, Senior Pastor of Infinite Christian Fellowship, and welcome to the Infinite Flow Show podcast, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect. Still standing now, and you know I don't care about no hate. These clouds in my face, I get higher, higher, higher. You don't know what they did for me. Glad night, I'm feeling free. You don't know what they did for me. Glad night, I'm feeling free. Okay, what's up, let's get it in Showcase his love, he gives a man He the shake, just give him praises From PA to Memphis 10 How could he take us back? Us who lust and chase the cash In fact, our ways was wet, wet Like trying to bring the A's back So come on, get low, low That's the way it should go, go Men and women in a body living God and never shot, he giving praises for show, show Already came and died for me Already believe I rise for you Already If you feeling this, then get your hands high for you God is offering his gracious With mankind, he's been patient Gave his only son So he could redeem us and take us So lift his name up Lift his name up, lift his name up, lift his name up He's a peace, peace stiller, grace and mercy giver We decided to surrender cause ain't nobody real So lift his name up, lift his name up, lift his name up, lift his name up Got a lot of rhymes that by design lay out and soaring. We got a God that's got a lot of weight, a lot of glory. This mission feel you gotta deal with a lot of rats. A lot of cats worship the God. Set cash ain't that a lot. Matter of fact, you can catch them caught in their grill. Cause another God is their ice. Many keep that God in their grill. But Christ is God and He will save. But y'all better chill. Turn from the dead end to the one way. Y'all all better yield. I'm a firm believer in making sure that you see His face and that you understand life's versus just some grace. That you've been given Christ is different and you must replace The sin within with him and blood that he shed for grace You gotta understand he gives life to any man Who will have it if you ask him and he'll grant it and you can See it and it's different, maxed out, it's not religion It's lifestyle, come and get it If you read the God's Bible 
give me that mic, I'll drop Jesus in it Wait so we can make our disciple Can't surpass Christ, there's no taking his title A passion for Christ, so have you praying for revival Give me my city, yeah, give me that Let's fish, gospel of peace, yeah, you can give me that Fresh kicks, give me that Rest with your blessing, Lord, I'm desperate You gave me your life, so I look forward to my exit I used to be a punk kid, used to born to run with Dudes who wanna hunt, to turn our ones in the hundreds Used to want to blunt, to be blunt, I wanted trees just to alter my mind Now I find I'm wanting Jesus Used to want to roll mad deep on the street clip Want to hold the heat on the low like a secret God's spirit penetrated my soul on the sneak tip Took control, now I'm in the soul like a leaflet Give me that fire, give me that flame Give me that fresh wind, give me that rain Give me that freedom, you can have the chains Give me that God, you can give me all things Give me that fire You never heard that he certainly is the man The church isn't the only turf that he commands The earth is his and sits in the circumference of his hand It'd be absurd to use these words about a man But if he's more than just a man Then it's worship that he demands And if it's worship he demands and he's worth it Then we should probably hand it over But no one deserves worship unless he's perfect so what am I saying about this person? If he's perfect, this person deserves more than just my verses He deserves my lifestyle to change my slang without the curses So that's how I'ma bang with him Now watch my faithful service from a heart That'll boost him up the charts and rank him first Cause this world will leave him last and they'll laugh And they won't alert us to the fact that a life without him on top Will only hurt us and leave our families following in lines behind him curses Let me let you know why I'm with him Our hearts lean in the wrong direction Took the cross being the redeemed Plus you got a strong election No best but oh yes You give strong protection No stress you don't sweat You're so calm you're sitting On a throne in your throne room There's strong reception For the prayers of your people Now that's a strong connection You hear me now since the sun's palms were stressed in We take the 150th song suggestion Praise You got a love for your son that's unequal Your government is one you don't run in this unsequel You send a son for the sinner, uh. Jesus, we give honor to the one who sent. You send a son for the sinner, uh. Jesus, give honor to the one who sent. Jesus. 
Use us the sunset wonder word lagas Got a few names and then some you heard Agua I'm not sure if you have so I gotta Put him in his ways or set a stage I'm like Tada I try to tell the people on the block they don't know you They think your hair's blonde and your two eyes are so blue No two people are the same this is so true But those two people get your rain this is so you Cause this is grace and I found that your grace is special But it's common like the shot town rapper you got holes in your hands, same hands with them holes in them Gotta hold up control on this land Man, you got the mold in his hands Hands mold human souls What's the body, the soul goes in the plan What's the take on flesh, then lives in less Die and rise to save men and women, then step yep. Yes you are, yes you are We give honor to the one he sent Yes you are, yes you are Give honor to the one he sent that mode of Kino Cap. I know y'all wouldn't expect this one. But you know about that. From the west to the east, all the way to the middle of the map.
streets don't like you. The streets don't like you. Don't like The streets don't like you. The streets don't like you. Nah, nah. The streets don't like you. Yeah. The streets don't like you. Trust these suckers, snitches in the game, they never loved us. These women switching up and changing lovers. Just to sleep on them Versace covers. All I know is I just did it. All I know is I'm committed. All I know is I be winning. Stayed down from the beginning. Proper preparation, prevent poor performance. I'm just following my literature. Speaking to them like a minister. Two of everything, they identical. The streets don't like you. The streets don't like you. I do it cause I'm depressed, I'm depressed cause I do it, I do it cause I'm depressed, I'm depressed cause I do it, I do it cause I'm depressed, I'm depressed cause I do it, my gotta help me get through it. See what had happened was, yeah, it was me and my guys Riding through the streets and we trying to collide with some bad girls Like Mary Jane, see Mary Jane, she was very strange She had orange hair, and she stink But I kept her around because she helped me think She helped me think, she helped me think about I forgot She helped me sink into a low Then she started taking all of my dough And I never been high before All I knew was that I wanted it some more I'm just happy that I wasn't addicted I wasn't addicted, I wasn't addicted I was addicted. How did I miss this? How do I fix this? I do it cause I'm depressed. I'm depressed cause I do it. I do it cause I'm depressed. I'm depressed cause I do it. I do it cause I'm depressed. I'm depressed cause I do it. My God will help me get through it. What happened was this rapper buzz the mock me with his cocky laughter. Trust a rock, you wanna scrap with a drago punch. I'ma sock him till his knees hurt and his teeth squirt on his t-shirt. What he had for lunch, a knee work, let me add this up. Now he bragged a bunch, so I bragged a bunch. Mad at him, cause I had what he had at once. Bad at him and backstab him. But in fact, it was sad when he was acting like I had way back when. Mad man being mad at men. No friends, just advertising and posting up. And billing bars, ain't growing up, just killing bars. I throw this one up through the ceiling walls, cause I trust you. Feeling, I do it cause I'm depressed, I'm depressed cause I do it, I do it cause I'm depressed, I'm depressed cause I do it, I do it cause I'm depressed, I'm depressed cause I do it, my God help me get through it. We hoped you enjoyed the music mix, and now we have a gospel message from Pastor Merritt Robinson of Infinite Christian Fellowship. The message will be taught from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. This morning we're in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Title of my message is Paul, a man qualified by God. Let me read the uh, verses and then we'll get into the study. 
Paul says at the beginning of chapter 3 here in 2 Corinthians, are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our confidence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Father God, we thank you for the reading of your word. And as we get into uh, this particular portion of scripture, we do ask that you would just give us ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say to us this morning. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Starting out at verse one, second Corinthians chapter three, it says this, and are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? And so Paul asks a question here. He is asking the church, but he is also asking his opponents here. Do we need letters of recommendation? Do we need something that proves who we are? Now, I work at a private four-year college and with all of our master's programs, we ask our applicants to provide letters of recommendation. You might say, well, why do you need a letter of recommendation? Well, we ask for these letters of recommendation because it provides a look into the individual, what type of person they are. It allows us to see the quality of their work, if they're able to handle the rigors of our program. Ultimately, the recommendation demonstrates the competency and the ability of that individual. Well, Paul is asking the church, do I need to demonstrate to you once again the competency, the integrity that I have? Do I need letters of recommendation for your approval? Now, we need to remember that Paul established this church at Corinth. He was there for 18 months with these individuals, teaching, instructing, he was with them. They saw who he was. They should have known that Paul was a man of integrity, that he was sent by the Lord. He was the one who preached the gospel, the good news concerning Jesus Christ to them. So there should have been no need for a letter of recommendation when it came to Paul. Now, when it came to others, they might have needed a letter of recommendation or commendation, but not Paul. Thus, the answer to Paul's question, do I need letters of recommendation? In Paul's mind, the answer would be what? No, there is no need for me to provide a letter of recommendation. He goes on to say this in verse two, you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. Paul here is giving proof first and foremost of his qualifications. And he's saying this to the church. You yourselves have served as a personal letter of recommendation for me. See, he's saying that because of the transformation that has happened, that has taken place in your hearts. See, you have been moved from darkness to light. 
You have been moved from sin to righteousness. That demonstrates the quality of my ministry. We see this also in the church at Thessalonica. Paul talks about how the ministry, how the preaching of the gospel from him changed individuals. Note what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. He said this, You have imitated us and the Lord, and through this imitation you have become an example to all the believers. You have turned to God from idols, and you serve the living and true God. That was the effect of Paul's ministry, that people turned from their wicked ways, and they turned to a God that was true, that was living. So the churches were an example of Paul's ministry. They were an example of his integrity, and they testified to the quality and the adequacy of Paul's ministry. That's one thing. If you go to any church and you look at the leadership, you look at the pastor, you can tell what type of pastor you have by the people that are there within the church. If you go to the church and you intermingle with the people of the church and you see godliness and righteousness and love and compassion, this shows and reflects the leadership of the church. However, if you see selfishness and conceit and lack of unity, this too will reflect the leadership. See, the health of the church begins with its leadership and it is the witness of the church which demonstrates the quality of the leadership. One of the ways that we can demonstrate this is for those who are parents. See, as a parent, your children represent you. We always you used to hear this all the time when your, uh, your parents would say, when you go out into the world, you represent whom? You represent me. You represent us. You represent how we have trained and raised you. And so then your parents would say, so therefore go out and do well. Don't, don't embarrass me out there when you go out to school or you go out to work. You represent us. But then he goes on to say this. You also show that you are a letter from Christ. In verse 3, he says this. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Further proof of Paul's ministry was, again, how the church had been changed by his ministry, but they also demonstrated that they were a letter from Christ himself. Now you might say, what does Paul mean by a letter from Christ? No, he says, you show that you are a letter from Christ. Paul is speaking about the fact that it is Christ who has truly transformed the church. Yes, Paul was used by God or God used Paul, but it was actually God who transformed the hearts of the individuals. But then he goes on to say this, and such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And so as Paul continues to speak forth about his ministry, the thing he says is this, 
It is not of my own doing, but it is the confidence that I have in God. He is the one who has changed your lives. He is the one. And so Paul expresses his confidence in the Lord. Someone who has accomplished so much as Paul, you might think that he might boast in himself, but he expressed his trust in God. It is God who can impact the church. It is God who can impact the individual's lives. And see, it is this type of attitude that further demonstrates the integrity of Paul's ministry. Paul could say, I have done so much. I have helped you change. I have established all of these churches. But instead of it being I, Paul points to whom? He points to the Lord. He realizes that it is God who has allowed him to be a minister. That's why you read each and every letter at the beginning of the letter, Paul says what? Paul doesn't say, I who have done so much. Paul says, I, a minister of the Lord, I, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, I, a slave of the Lord. It is all about Jesus Christ. He has provided me an opportunity. See, Paul was one who was a persecutor, persecutor of the faith, but then he met Jesus on that Damascus road. And Jesus said, Paul, why is it that you are persecuting me? And Jesus gave Paul an opportunity to repent, to turn his life over, to, to submit himself unto the lordship of Jesus Christ. He gave him that opportunity. And then he said, Paul, I am going to use you to be a minister of the gospel. And Paul realized that. He realized it is not me, but it is Jesus Christ who has given me all of these opportunities. And then Paul goes on in verses five and six, and it says this, that we are not competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from who? Comes from God. He is the one who's made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And so God, and so Paul talks about God's competence or the qualifications that God has given Paul. Paul was not the one who qualified himself, but it was God who truly served as Paul's qualifier. God was the one who called Paul as an apostle. And God was the one who placed a stamp of approval stating that Paul is more than qualified. He is adequate. He is fit for duty. That's what it means to be competent. And see, what was Paul fit or qualified to accomplish? Well, Paul was fit and qualified to be a minister of God and to minister the new covenant. Paul, being a Jew, he knew the Old Testament. He knew the Old Testament law. He knew exactly what was given to Moses that was passed on to Israel. But at this point, when Jesus Christ came and he died, the grace of God came and therefore the spirit of the Lord was given to those who would be found faithful to the Lord. And so at this point, Paul differentiates between the Old Testament and the New Testament covenant. See, the Old Testament covenant in Paul's eyes killed the individual. Why? Because the Old Testament law condemned you. It told you that you were a sinner. 
The New Testament covenant was a covenant of grace. It said Jesus meets that standard for you. Jesus is the one who fulfills the standard, meeting the requirements of the Lord. And all you need to do by grace is to come to him and by grace accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is the gospel, that Jesus was the one who had come, who had died for you, and you did not need to fulfill the standard of God on your own. So not only was Paul deemed fit to minister for God, but God provided Paul with this wonderful opportunity to preach and share the good news of what God has done or had done through Jesus Christ. That was the ministry of Paul. And at this point, you can see that Paul is pointing to his adversaries and he is asking them this question. Who has qualified you? Who do you represent? What are you preaching and presenting? And can you provide an example of how your ministry has impacted others? And if they could not do this, this would mean, and this would mean something important for the church. This would mean for the church that they needed to be able to discern that these individuals who were coming and pointing at Paul and saying, is he truly a minister of the Lord? Is he qualified? They needed to look at Paul's ministry and then look at the ministry of his opponents and make a discernible decision. Who is it who has been called by God? And if you look at it, you can say Paul was the one who was qualified. I don't know about you, but I want to follow in the footsteps of Paul. I want to be, as Paul says, an imitator of him and of the Lord. I want to be a minister for the Lord. But here's the thing that we realize as we look through this particular portion of scripture. I must realize this, that if I want to serve in this capacity as a minister for the Lord, first and foremost, I must be qualified or commended by the Lord. That means this, I must be a person of integrity, one who is consecrated, set apart from sin. I must place myself in a submissive position unto the Lord Jesus Christ. That means I must submit myself unto him. The Bible talks about this, that I must present my body a what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is what? That's my reasonable service of worship. See, Paul had presented himself unto the Lord as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And therefore, the Lord said, I am going to honor that and I am going to allow you to be a minister for me. But once one is qualified to be a minister of, of the Lord, you know what? You have a great and awesome responsibility. You have the awesome responsibility and opportunity to go out and preach the gospel. And so I challenge you, be a minister, be a servant, do it with integrity. Do it with sincerity. And see how God will utilize you to change the lives of those who surround you. That's what I want to be, a minister. 
So let's continue to fulfill that call. Thank you for listening to the message from Senior Pastor Merritt Robinson. If you would like further information about the ministry of Infinite Christian Fellowship, please go to www.infinitechristian.com. Once again, that is www.infinitechristian.com. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sis. If you can hear through hip-hop, then hear this. Here it is, fresh off the presses, here to lift souls and clear all depression. Cause I know what it's like when the sun's all shining, but your soul feels night. Feels like you're caught under gloom's dark presence with a little light shining like the moon's sharp crescent. How many days going by when I said I was going win and I ain't even try? I wake up at half court, the day is half gone, time left on the board is mad short. Rushing my shots, I hurry out the door, I don't pray, I don't take my worries to the Lord. How much time does it take to run the floor? Get the stopwatch, or maybe I should stop and watch the Lord. The greatest of all time. We often hear people talk about the greatest of all time within sports or the music industry or our host of industries. I remember as a young man having heated debates with friends concerning the greatest rapper of all time. I grew up on the West Coast, and all of the guys that I listened to for the most part, were West Coast rappers. And so you would have those debates about East Coast versus West Coast. Most recently with LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers winning the NBA championship, there have been ongoing debates about who is the greatest player of all time. Is LeBron in the top five or is he the greatest? Sir Charles Barkley just came out with his top five basketball players of all time. And he included Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, and Oscar Robertson. He did not have LeBron in there. And I thought about my top five. What would it be? In no particular order, I had Kareem, Bill Russell, Magic, Michael Jordan. And at this point, I'd have to put LeBron in the top five. Now, I realize many would debate me on that, but hey, that's my list. The greatest of all time stirs up another name who has recently passed away, and that is Muhammad Ali. Many within the sports world considered Ali the absolute greatest of all time, the GOAT. Ali died on June 3rd, 2016, and he left behind a tremendous legacy. As a boxer, he is considered one of the most skilled boxers of all time. I remember watching some of Ali's fights and he would execute what he called the rope-a-dope, enticing his opponent to take their shots, ultimately wearing themselves out as he leaned up against the ropes. And then after his opponent wore themselves out, Ali would come off the ropes with a lightning-fast jab, a hook, a flurry of punches, and before you knew it, the opponent was in trouble. Just ask George Foreman. Ali was also the master of flamboyance. Watching some of his annex leading up to his fights was hysterical. It was entertaining. It was colorful. Ali was the master in marketing, boxing, and his matches. And I have no doubt that Ali would have been incredible in today's society of sport with all the media outlets and the availability of social media. But socially, Ali was on another level as well. He was committed to the civil rights movement. He was a man of conviction. He stood his ground, refusing to be drafted for the Vietnam War. He was a humanitarian. He traveled on goodwill missions throughout the world. 
He even assisted in the freeing of hostages in Iraq. Ali once stated, I wanted to use my fame and this face that everyone knows so well to help uplift and inspire people around the world. So as we remember the man Muhammad Ali, we are reminded of his bigger than life persona, both in and out of the ring. However, how should we characterize or judge the success of a man's life? Should it be based upon accolade, celebrity, or fame? If so, Ali would be considered great or one of the greatest. However, what if there was another standard in which we judged an individual's life? What if we based the excellence of one's life upon the impact you had on those closest to you? See, outside of the spotlight, as one commentator noted, Ali's personal life was filled with contradictions. Ali was married four times. His second wife, Belinda Boyd, who changed her name to Khalila Ali, and his third wife, Portia Ali, have clearly indicated he was a serial adulterer. And lucky for Ali, 24 hours news coverage and social media was not prominent during his heyday. Ali's repeated unfaithfulness to Kalila was a frequent source of tension in their marriage. She even conceded to Ali having a mistress, mistress, which happened to be Veronica Portia, Ali's third wife. Throughout Ali's life, there were numerous women who popped up and additional children came along with those relationships. Now, if you could go back and ask the former king of Israel, Solomon, about his thoughts on the multiplicity of women, he would probably suggest to avoid it at all costs. Instead, be the husband of one wife. Raise your children in one home. Be a father, be a husband who is respected within his family. I remember a former pastor of mine speaking to a group during a, during a prayer meeting stating this, it doesn't mean anything to preach to thousands, to see a multitude of men and women make decisions for the Lord. And yet within your own family, there is conflict and discord. Let me suggest this, that Muhammad Ali's legacy is a bit tainted. I know that's controversial, but yes, he was a great boxer black rights advocate, ambassador, humanitarian. However, like many men, he fell short as a husband and father. His weakness for pretty women caused deep wounds within his family, resulting in bitterness and division. And oftentimes the results of indiscretion, or maybe a better word, sin, outweigh all the good that is done in one's life. Now, I I don't want people to take away from this commentary that I am completely bashing Muhammad Ali. As I've stated, he did many tremendous things with his life, more than most will ever think about accomplishing. But Muhammad Ali at this point has laid his gloves down for good. And I hope as we reflect upon his life, we come to understand that our legacy is more than honors and accolades, but it is about leaving a godly heritage and impacting our family. See, that's what will cascade over time.
Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We will have new episodes every two weeks, so come back and join us for the Infinite Flow Show, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect.